words of my mouth that the meditation of my heart be acceptable in that sight, O oh Lord. It is my strength. It is my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Genesis chapter 22. I want you to go there. Genesis chapter 22. If you have your rock app, you can open it up and go right to your Bible. Go right to Genesis 22. It's the first book of the Bible. It simply says, Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. He said, Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I tell you. So Abraham arose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. <clears throat> and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took his hand, the fire, the knife. So the two men, so the two of them walked on together. <clears throat> Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Verse number nine, then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar and on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Verse number 13. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked and beheld behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up a burnt offering in the place of his son and Abraham called that place the Lord will provide as it is said today in the mountain of the Lord it will be provided I want you to look at that Go back to verse number 8. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked together. I'll say that again. And Abraham answers his son after his son 
says, where is the lamb? I see the fire. I see the wood. And I see the knife. But I don't see a lamb. <laughs> Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked together. Can somebody say building altars? The art of building altars. Real quickly, I, I want to give you this, the essentials of worship. Your worship is connected to an altar. Your worship is connected to a meeting place. Your worship is always connected to the greatest source in your life, which is an altar. It's at the altar where you meet God. The altar is where you create the incense, the conversation, the communication, the adoration, the thanksgiving. The altar is where it takes, it's where the sacrifice takes place. When we look at the altar in the, in the, in the old days, in the historical days, the, the, the biblical days, the, the altar was the burning place where they brought actual live animals. They laid them on the altar and they burnt those animals. They gutted them, they cut them open. It was a messy place. It was a bloody place. It was a stinky place. But then there's another altar called the altar of incense. Where after you make the human sacrifice or, or that animal sacrifice, that sacrifice is now transferred into another place. The blood from that sacrifice is now transferred to the altar of sacri to the altar of incense. The altar of incense has a different aroma than what the altar, the brazing altar does. One is a stinky place. One is a beautiful place. One has a, a, a stinky smell to it, a smell that it's, it's burning a flesh. And then the other one has a smell and an aroma that is pleasing to the nostril ah, of the Savior. The burnt offering was, a, was, it, it was man's sacrifice to God in the biblical times. When we think of our times and traditional times, when we look at the altar, the, the altar was the place where they did communion. The altar was the place where people uh, were, were delivered and prayed for. The, the altar was a sacred place. It, you, you would consider this here being the altar. Wherever the pulpit was, or the sacred desk and what they called it, that was considered to be the altar. And then there was that table that they had in, in the most of the churches. It said, do this in remembrance of me. You didn't touch that table, mother. You, you didn't go near that table. It was always adorned with either a red or a white cloth. It had a Bible on it. And the Bible was always open. Nobody ever picked the Bible up. Nobody ever touched the Bible. It was the same table that was used to serve the Holy Communion and the sacrament. It, it was the place when people came to get saved, they came to the altar. When people wanted to be delivered, they came to the altar. 
when people wanted to be accepted into the large church, they came where? To the altar, to the altar, to the altar, to the altar. Nowadays, we just have them raise their hand and, and we pray over them because, you know, um, so many of our churches, you know, that's just the style now. But the altar is still a consecrated place. It's, it's a consecrated place. It's, it's a consecrated place. And so now the altar, what it was before, is not what it is today. And we can see that this altar here is going to become a type and shadow of the altar that God is asking you and I to constantly build before him. Abraham is known as the father of faith. The father of faith. He's considered to be a, a living legend and a pioneer of faith. Huh. He's mentioned over in Hebrews as one of the heroes of faith. And when we look at this scripture here and we look at this text here and we begin to dissect it when we look at it, the Lord comes to Abraham and he says to Abraham in the beginning of his journey that you are going to bear a son. Now Abraham was already high in age and at the age of 99, he and his wife bared the promised son. Isaac was Abraham's beloved son. He was Abraham's only begotten son. Uh, uh, Isaac, he was, he was the promise to the next generation. And, and so when we talk about building altars, sometimes the altars that you build will be altars of sacrifice, something that you love the most, something that you want in your life, something that you desire. And God comes to you and he asks you, to make what you love the most his sacrifice. Romans says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, your bodies, your bodies, not your conversation, not your mind, but your bodies as a living sacrifice. Did you hear that? As a living sacrifice. Come on, say, my body should be presented to God as a living sacrifice before the altar. Come on, say it again. Say, my body should be presented to God as the living sacrifice before the altar. Now, we, we, we've established that. So he goes to Abraham, and he comes to Abraham, and he says, Abraham, I want you to take your son, your only son, your, your, your only son, Isaac. And I want you to take him, and, and he's very clear, and, and he says, I want you to take him to the mountain, and I want you to offer him there as a burnt offering. Hmm. He, he, he didn't say just as an offering. He's very clear. As a burnt offering, we've already established this now, the burnt offering is what? Something that is living Hmm. Something that is living, 
something that is purified, something that is already consecrated and holy before God. Come on, let me give you some more history here. When they brought their sacrifices to the altar, these animals were not just something that they pulled off of the field. This animal that they offered before God was consecrated. It, it ate out of the same plate that they ate out. It was raised in their house. It didn't live in the field. This sacrifice was already consecrated before God. Ah. Come on, say my body is a living, consecrated vessel before God. That's why he says, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living, consecrated sacrifice. So, Rabando Rabbah. God doesn't want anything presented to him that has not been consecrated already, that has not been purified already, that has not gone through the fire already. My worship has everything to do with a consecrated moment before God. Uh, that's why you got to be careful how you come to God. How you come to him matters. He came to Abraham and he says, I need you. He says, take your son. He didn't say, will you? He says, take now. He didn't say, think about it and next month I want you to think about taking your son. Uh, next year I want you to think about taking your son. Next year I want you to prepare to take your son. No, he says, take now. Now means the present moment. Now means right now. Not tomorrow, not the other day. Now, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, uh, Isaac. Isaac and go to the land of Moriah and offer him uh, <laughs> did y'all hear the word the key word is offer him Oh, Rabbi, Rabbi. Worship has everything to do with you offering something to God what are you offering I'm offering myself I'm offering what I love the most. I'm offering what I've already consecrated and dedicated and given it back to you. I'm offering that part of me. When you think about worship, come on now, we're talking about the art of building altars. You, you cannot build a successful altar or a meeting place when you don't have any consecrated thing to offer God. I remember growing up in church, they, they made you come to the altar, mother, in Bible study and in prayer meeting, and you couldn't pray in your seat. You had to come to the altar and kneel in the chair and pray your prayer aloud. You couldn't whisper it. You couldn't think about it. You had to open up your mouth and offer your consecrated prayer on the altar. Mm. Now we tell people, in our services, you, 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 you can't make people and you can't force people to worship and you can't force people to pray. And, and just because I'm quiet, you don't know if I'm, if you're quiet, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. You could be praying against me. You can be praying some prayer that don't even mean nothing. You can be thinking something that doesn't even matter at the right moment when you cannot hear what you're saying aloud. You got to hear it. He says, offer him, come on, 
offer him, I'm, I'm laying it here for you, offer him there as a burnt offering. Elder Ramon, can you see this? He says as a burnt offering. A burnt offering. So guess what? Abraham understood what that meant. The burnt offering means, God, you want me to kill my son. Because Abraham understood what a burnt offering was. When God speaks to you, he's never going to speak to you in a place where you don't understand what he's asking you to do. Mm, come on now. Did you hear what I said? When God speaks to you in specific moments of your life and he wants you to, to meet him and he's trying to get you to get into a place of faith and obedience, he's going to speak to you from a place that you've been practicing already. Ooh. Hmm. He says to Abraham, I need you to offer it. So Abraham does what? He plans, he prepares himself to do what? to get up and to give his son as a burnt offering. He prepares himself. He prepares his son. And he arises early in the morning and he does what? He prepares to go on the journey. Not only does he prepare, Elder, but now he's making plans. What are the plans? He, he makes the plans to do what? To take wood. Because guess what? You cannot make a fire without wood. You need good wood. You need wood that, that when you go to burn it, that it's going to burn the right way. Have you ever been in a campfire before and, and you did that and you had to start a fire? You, you, you need something that's going to make a spark. Something that's going to burn. So Abraham gathered the wood. Not only did he make plans to gather the wood, but then he takes a knife. The knife represents that he has to use this to do what? Not to kill his son. He has to cut him open. Alive. He's not getting ready to give his son some NyQuil so that he can go to sleep. Y'all hear what I'm saying? This, your sacrifice, is a living sacrifice. It's not asleep. It's not dead. It's a living, breathing sacrifice that has feelings. Oh, Rabbi, those animals had feelings. Feelings. I don't know what type of noise they laid out when they hit the altar and when they hit that fire and when they hit the smoke. I, I, but can you imagine God saying to you, I need you to take your only begotten son. I need you. I need you. need you to take your child and prepare to make him as a burnt offering, Nathan. I, I need you to prepare it and I need you to do it now and don't go empty-handed. Because when you understand what worship is all about, you know how to present worship before God. So he prepares himself. He gathers himself. Then he makes plans to take the right tools to do the burnt offering. But then here it is. He proceeds to do what? To fulfill the plan of God. 
he goes up the mountain. He takes his son. I'm talking about building altars. Because the altar that you're getting ready to build is going to be you. It's going to be something that is close to you. It's going to be that begotten thing that God wants you to offer to him. And he wants you to offer it right now. And he wants you to prepare that you're getting ready to kill it. That you're getting ready to take its life. And so he walks up the mountain. He proceeds to build an altar. See, my worship requires that I build an, off, an altar. It's my sacrifice. He walks up and he builds this altar, mom. And while he's walking up and he's building the altar, his son looks around because even his son understands what a real burnt offering is supposed to be like. Because why? Abraham had taught his son how to build burnt offerings before God. Abraham had already taught his son what it was to worship God. So his son was not unfamiliar with the process. What you're getting ready to offer before God is not unfamiliar. Woo. That thing, you, 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 I'm talking about you. That thing that, you, that thing that you're holding on, God says, will you offer it to me? Will you lay it on the altar and, and sacrifice it? That, that one dream that you got in Melissa, that, that, that last thing that you got, will you offer it to me? You're, you're holding on to it so dearly. You love it so much. Will you sacrifice it before me and make an altar and offer it to me? What do you have in your life? His son turns to him and says, Joshua turns to him and says, I see the wood and I see the altar. I see the knife, but I don't see no animal. So something is off here. It's just you and me. So who's going on the altar? Ooh, think about it. How are we going to barbecue with no meat? I got a grill, I got charcoal. I got matched like charcoal. Well, all I needed to just got my wood and all of that stuff and wood chips and everything in place. And, but I can't cook on a grill if I don't have nothing to put on it. Why do you want to worship God, but you don't want to put anything on the grill? Why do you want to stand in the presence of God, but you have nothing to offer him? Why do you require the meeting place of God, but you yourself will not lay yourself on the altar and offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which the Bible says, which is your reasonable portion of worship. Come on now. It's your reasonable portion. It's not the best, but it's your reasonable portion. Son looks at him. Can you imagine it? Come on, put yourself in that place. Put yourself in that place. Come here, Caleb. Come here, baby. Imagine. She's the beloved one to her mother. And God says, I need you to take your beloved one walk it up the hill 
the one that you've been laboring with, that thing that you've been holding close, that dream that you've desired and it's finally come to pass in your life and you love it so much and you desire it so much and man, you just, you're so proud of it and you honor it and then God comes and he says, I need you to burn it. I need you to lay it on an altar as a burnt offering and now it's your duty to put it on the altar and you get to that point and you're looking around and you're saying can't be me I know you're not talking about I know you're not talking about me mom like you're getting ready to you're getting ready to kill me mom like are you serious I, I thought you loved me I do but God is requiring me. Oh, y'all missed it. God is requiring me. And I'm learning that when I worship God, that my faith will proceed in my predicament that I'm in. That when I begin to lift my hands and I begin to worship God, as he proceeded, as he proceeded, he said, God will provide the sacrifice for himself. But get on the altar. Just because you know that God is going to provide it doesn't give you an out to not put yourself on the altar. Get on the altar. Get on the altar. I wish you could lay on that table. I need some help real quick. Quickly. Nathan, Elder, come real quick. Grab this table. Grab this table right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Because you need to see it. You need this visual. Come on, baby. Come on, come on, baby. Move that. Come on, baby. He says, God is going to provide for himself. All right, I'm going back. I ain't got to do it. No, 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 no. You got to get on this altar. You got to get on it. Come on, lay down, lay down. Get on it. God is going to provide for himself, but I'm still on the altar. Oh, Rabbi, he, 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 he prepares to do what? He prepares to take a journey to make an altar. He makes plans to build the altar. But then he proceeds to accomplish what God asked him to do. What did God ask him to do? Take your only begotten son and offer him as a burnt offering. He didn't give him any other instructions. He didn't say wait. He said take now your only begotten son. This is your dream. This is your life. It's your career. It's your marriage. It's everything that you've, that you've invested into. And I need you to lay it on the altar. But you said, Daddy, that God is going to provide for himself. Get on the altar. Get on the altar. Cancer hit my body. Get on the altar. Stroke hit my body. Get on the altar. Divorce is trying to hit my house. Get on the altar. They fired me. Get on the altar. Bankruptcy hit me. Get on the altar. All type of hell broke loose in your life. Get
get on the altar. I know you got faith. I know you've been quoting the scripture. No weapon formed against me. Get on the altar. Greater is he that is in me. Get on the altar. Hey, I will bless the Lord. Get on the altar. I'm the head and not the tail. Get on the altar. Get on the altar. Lay down and offer yourself as a burnt offering. The daddy understands that this burnt offering has to be alive, has to be a breathing thing. I'm still breathing and you're going to kill me like this? I'm still breathing and you're going to take my family out like this? I'm still tithing and I'm still serving and you're going to take me out like this? You're going to make a fool out of me like this right now? When I go back home, I ain't going to have no son. When I go back home, what the heck am I going to tell Sarah? What the heck am I going to tell the other family that I killed my son because you asked me, oh, Rabando If you really love him, one day you're going to hit this place in your life where you're going to have to take what you love the most. You got it, daughter? You're going to lose something. You're going to have to sacrifice something that means everything to you. The knife that he had in his hand was not a butter knife. It was not a paring knife. It was a knife that would bring pain. To make this sacrifice, he had to cut him open. He couldn't just stick him in the side. No, 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 no. You got to cut this thing open and make it bleed. It's going to be messy. And you're telling me that I got to do this? That I'm getting ready to offer this? But the Lord will provide. He prepares, he plans, he proceeds. But then he remains persistent in believing that his faith, even if I kill my son, that I got so much faith that God will raise him back up from the ashes. That's what the scripture says. That he had so much faith that God will raise his son up from the ashes. Because here now, his son is laying on a fire that's burning. See the scripture, y'all didn't think about that. He wasn't laying on no fire. He was laying there on an altar. And he goes, and he goes to make the sacrifice. And the Lord says, stop. <laughs> you cannot hear stop until you're at death's door. You won't hear him say stop until you laid it all on the altar. If the altar's empty, there can be no word of stop. You got to lay it on the altar. He lays his son on the altar. And because of his faith, because of his obedience, because of his persistence, God said, no, I was testing you. I was testing you to see if you would be more obedient to me. I was testing you to see if you would give me what you love the most 
but there can only be there can only be one true sacrificial lamb and this lamb has to come from me come on now this lamb there can only be one gutting of a human there can only be one beating of a human there can only be one human that lays on an altar and gets up in three days there can only be one so I need you to get Isaac up off of the altar because this was just a test Isaac now gets up off of the altar come on baby gets up but he just doesn't get up you can't leave the altar empty you got to put something there as a sign of remembrance the ram is in the thicket of the bush can I tell you today that your meeting place is getting ready to create a ram in the bush for you but you've got to proceed you've got to remain persistent you've got to plan you've got to prepare for God to speak to you at the most inopportune moment of your life come on lift your hands right now he's saying church will you create an altar before me what do you have in your life that God's been telling you to put on the altar. And you keep saying, God brought mama out. Yeah, he did. But it wasn't meant for mama to lay on this altar. Think about it. Come on, stand on your feet. It didn't feel good laying there, did it? You actually felt a real moment in your life, didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. You felt a real moment. God's not trying to take from you. He's trying to give to you. When you cause your body to be the living sacrifice, He's not trying to take from you. He's trying to give to you. He just gave you back your dream. He just gave you back your hope. He gave you back your desire to live for him. He gave you back your desire to be strong. He gave you back your desire to be the woman that he's called you to be. He's not trying to take anything from you, Carrie. He's not trying to take it away from you, Vita. He's, he's trying to give it back to you. What you can't give to God, he can't prosper. Did you hear it? What you yourself are not willing to offer to God, it's going to be difficult for him to give it back to you. Because now what you say is, this belongs to me, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. All that worry and all that stress, he can't give you a release because you're owning it. 
You're owning the difficulty. You're managing what God wants you to lay on the altar so that he can make an exchange. Guess what the exchange was? The exchange is that Isaac would be the promise to his father's promise. Whew. That Isaac now understands that my life doesn't belong to me. And that whatever you call me to do, come on, build an altar right there. Build an altar, come on. Lay it on the altar, come on, lay it on the altar. How will you lay it on the altar? How will you lay it on the altar? How will you lay it on the altar? I need somebody to pull this table out for me. Come on, guys. How will you lay it on the altar? You can't receive life abundantly until you see this table first. This, the Holy Communion, is void in your life if you don't make a sacrifice, if you don't lay it on the altar. So if you really want to meet him today and you really want to lay it on the altar and you want God to give it back to you better than what it was before, you really want to walk into a promise that's on time because he said, Father, don't allow the promise to be late. You got to lay something on the altar. I'm speaking prophetically. You got to lay something on the altar. So I want you to do this today. I want you to come this way. Whatever you need to lay on the altar, Whatever you need to lay before God as you're building this altar, you need to lay it on the altar, understanding that God is going to provide for himself, but it is your sacrifice. Huh? It is your preparedness. It is your willingness that brings his provision to pass. An empty altar doesn't reveal his provision for your life. Come on. I want you to do it from wherever you come. I just symbolically just want you to just lay your hands here and say, Father, this is my living sacrifice. In Jesus' name. As you do it, I want you to come to this table and say, I receive.